everybody, and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 113th episode of the podcast, airing April 12th, 2021. Now, I'm pleased to present to you my discussion with Stormy Grace, who is back on the podcast, and we're going to have a conversation on real-life experiences, where Stormy leads us in with a sneak peek into her Astrology of Awakening 2 Summit presentation on the Saturn-Uranus square, and then we go on to chat about our own real-life experiences with this outer planet transit based on the first part of this year. Figuring that listeners would rather hear real stories and shares than speculation, we open up about our own lives, what we've encountered with others, and how the Venus cycle is inextricably tied up in this major mundane transit. We hope you enjoy this fly-on-the-wall chat. Now, a fabulous way to show appreciation for this podcast and my astrological efforts is by making a one-time donation over at Mel's Tip Jar or by booking a personal consultation with yours truly, all of which can be done directly through my site at energeticprinciples.com. Now, of course, there is still time to sign up for the Astrology of Awakening 2 Summit, which will be airing live this week from April 15th through the 18th. And so I will be co-hosting along with Christina Caudill and Ms. Chartrouche and speaking at this fine event as well, along with Stormy, of course, and my previous podcast guests, Alyssa Osorio, Dr. Jen Zart, Taylor Ursula, Rachel Lang, and many more fabulous female astrologers. And it will be free to watch real time, and you'll also have access to 24-hour replays. And for those of you who really want to soak in all that's on offer, you can purchase the all-access pass that gives you access to the videos to watch forever and all the amazing and varied bonuses that the presenters are going to be sharing with their talks. Now, this pass is still available at a discounted rate that will only be in place until the start of the summit. So now is a better time than any. I have a special link in the description of this podcast for you to register, as well as on the front page of my website over at energeticprinciples.com and on my Instagram bio page. So come on down, sign up, support me in the process, and spread the good word for anyone who may be interested in attending. All right, so who's ready to hear all about Venus, Saturn, Uranus, and some real-life experiences? Here we go. Now let's meet our guest. All right. I'm so happy to welcome back to the podcast. We have Stormy Grace with us here today. Thank you for joining me again, Stormy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me back. I love this place. Yes. I love you loving this place with me because we had such a fantastic conversation last time. If you do recall, uh, Stormy and I talked about uh, our story through the moon cycles as we broke down the moon cycles, uh, both natally and uh, by progression. And that was a fabulous podcast. And so if you have not listened to it, go back and check it out. Um, And even in my classes, I, I recommend I like put that in there, Stormy. I'm like, go listen to our podcast because there's so much to share there. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Especially right now. I'm like anything you can do to have like a little peace and a little grace, take it in. Yeah. It's moon cycles. Those are so important. Um, and there's something I have, have some things up my sleeve. I'm going to like tease about it right now, but I'm going to be doing some research more on, uh, this subject. Um, so just put that in your pocket for later, you know, just talking, just talking, put, you know, I feel like sometimes, sometimes they say when you talk about things that it like dissipates the ability to manifest, but I think my Mars and Gemini is totally different. I'm like, I must talk about it just a little to keep myself mm-hmm. accountable. 
for the ideas that I want to bring forth. Um, so that's- I agree with you, but I also have prominent mercury placements. I'm like, mm. no, I literally have word magic. As soon as I say it, it's going to show up. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do have that Mercury Jupiter conjunction. So I guess so. You know, I just, our mouths are our magic wand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So today, this is going to actually be my final uh, interview in the series that I'm doing for the summit, uh, the Astrology of Awakening 2 Summit, where I've been interviewing our fabulous uh, presenters that uh, are going to be sharing so much great material from April 15th through April 18th. And so this is going to air actually, what day is it? Mars is squaring Neptune right now. Just so everyone knows as we're recording, that's under a Pisces moon. So if things get a little, yeah, uh, you know, that's, that's where we're at. Uh, but this is going to air on the 12th and the summit will start like four days after that on the 15th. So if you're just listening to this now and you haven't registered or signed up, signed up yet, you know, there is a link to do so in this podcast over on my pages, over on Stormy's pages, uh, you know, there's so many ways and it's free, uh, to sign up. So definitely go check that out. And it's going to be four days. It's like 19 presenters. There's like two round tables there. I mean, Stormy, how much much more yeah. can you ask for? <laughs> no, it's a lot. But the astro community is is busy right now. And the desire to genuinely share information and space, I think, is gorgeous. So I hope um, I hope nobody misses out. You know, come on, come join us. Yeah. So we're going to give you a little preview to Stormy's talk. But before we do that, just for those of you who are not aware who this fab human is, Stormy, will you share a little bit, uh, a little background or a little brief, you know, who you be? Who I be? Yes. Well, you know, it's so funny. I feel like I had this really tidied up last year where I was like, oh, I have a, a my own astrology practice and I practice on YouTube and I see clients and I'm a mix between evolutionary and humanistic and psychology sometime, you know, and this year I'm like, look, I'm like free range. Um, <laughs> and I, I am just, I just love astrology. I love it as a tool. I have studied. I have put in, in the time to understand it in my life and in my chart. And I think that that is the beauty of helping other people understand it in theirs and, and out in the sky. So, you know, my untidy diversion is that I promise I am a trained professional astrologer and I just, I care. I care about what's going on in that chart. And I care about people getting the information and they have it so they can do with it as they will. That is, um, but I am also on YouTube and Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) In addition, uh, well, and we do have to say what you're doing on YouTube. Share a little bit about that real quick. Yes, I am doing the YouTube Academy. So it is a full year from equinox, spring equinox till the next one we hit in 2022 of basic astrology education. And all you have to do is show up to my YouTube channel and, and watch and learn and sit down. And Melissa's there. She's going to be teaching for us as well. So there's a whole section. And so you get the you get the basics from the ground up. And what I love about our teachers with this too is that they're they're given some extra too. So if you've been studying for a long time, there's there's more to find out here. But 
it is free, essentially. Show up. You can also go to my website at stormygrace.com, see the syllabus for the year. All of the classes are laid out, the dates, the times, and you can just show up and study and participate in the community. It's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. This is a feat, an endeavor. This is a, a Kickstarter that was uh, very successful, uh, which was so fun to watch the Kickstarter as we went through it all uh, over the handful of months. Um, because Kickstarter's yeah. a funny thing. Like we thought we, I, you know, I, there was halfway through and I'm like, is this thing going to get funded? Is it going to make it? Stormy's like, this got to make it. You know, that Taurus side was like, no, we're, we're, we're in there. And then I'll tell you, it was like, holy miracle at the end, not only did we make it, but we got how much over um, and yeah. overfunded, which added even more to the program. And so it was, um, I'm so glad to be a part of it. I'm going to be uh, speaking on rulership and dignity, uh, I believe at the end of May. I thought I had thought I had it already in my calendar, but I'm looking at my calendar and it's <laughs> like just <laughs> nothing there. I think it's the last week of May. Um, it's around here somewhere. Oh no, the 31st. It is the 30th. Yeah. I did. Have, I just didn't click down far enough. It's the <laughs> last day of May on Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And so you can catch my uh, particular topic then. But like she was just saying, uh, there's so much to partake in. And yeah, I mean, you've already been doing it. So you can go to your YouTube and already see things up, right? Yes, there is a um, YouTube Academy Kickstarter playlist. So if you are behind or you're just finding out about this or whatever the circumstances, um, the classes that have already started are up and we've gone through, you know, an introduction of how to get your chart, how to use astro.com so you can like get seated and get in here. And then we had Chris Brennan, Gemini Brett and Naomi Bennett take us through the history of astrology, Western astrology. Um, Gemini Brett just did the most. He gave us so much content on the astrology astronomy. I mean, he got us to the sky and back. And then Naomi Bennett came in and really gave some different perspectives about the history of astrology through the lens of astronomy, but where we actually find out that um, different signs should potentially be assigned to different rulers. Really a neat different set of perspectives of looking back through the history um, and her focus coming through Egypt. So fabulous stuff to get caught up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is great for beginners. This is great for those who want to go back and like really deepen their education, especially because I know I, uh, we had Naomi Bennett speak for uh, San Diego Astrological Society. It was one of the earliest talks I saw as being a member of that group. Um, and she does absolutely, it's like Carl Payne Toby that I think yeah. she's uh, aligned with his school of thought uh, with, you know, the start of the Egyptian and the flooding of the Nile and the birth of the cancer. Like I have her book, Foundations of Astrology. And it, it, there are some definitely um, uh, solid cases uh, for that. And so it just opens your, I, I'm, it opens your mind. I can, and Gemini Brett, who I'm very interested in his work, uh, but taking it to the sky is so important. We can look at these symbols uh, and glyphs and these planets and these archetypes on this, you know, uh, 2D page or screen. But when you bring it to the 3D sky and you see how the cycles uh, move and what you can see with your uh, your visible eye, you know, like it brings yes. everything to life with new meaning. Um, and I think that that's actually a turn. Uh, you know, it's funny because I feel like much of ancient astrology was rooted in, you know, sky watching, obviously, because yeah. we weren't calculating anything. Um, <laughs> but it got so it got so lost. Um, and now there seems to be this resurgence of getting people back to the sky and really understanding, you know, what's going on? Why are we 
what's going on up there and how does that translate to this, uh, you know, very analytical, you know, kind of 2D perspective yeah. we have with the chart. Yeah, I agree. I just love it because, and I, I love that the way that he phrases it and the way that he works with it is astronomy for astrologers, because it is that soft, tender underbelly. I think of the astrological community where many of us did not have to go focus on the sky. So we don't have a strong sky knowledge and that doesn't make us bad at our practice, right? That doesn't make us poor astrologers, but it's also this really, I think, sweet spot where he just addresses the elephant in the room that's like, well, let's, let's go out here and tell me where that's really at. When you stand out here, tell me more about your craft and let's deepen it. And I just think that's a a gorgeous. He's just done something gorgeous. So. Yeah, I absolutely agree because that's all it is. It's, it's adding to it's, it's, you're not taken away if you're, if you haven't, uh, you know, uh, rooted your practice in more of the sky elements. It's just an open door that's waiting for you uh, to learn more, basically. So if you're there, yeah. you're curious, start with that video up on Stormy's YouTube, ready to go. Um, but that being said, uh, I guess enough about the Academy. Even we'll be hearing that. We're going to hear that for like a year on out from now on. So so much yes. more to come there. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about your talk for the Astrology of Awakening 2 Summit. Um, what day are you speaking, Stormy? Are you... Speaking? I am. I am leading us in. I believe I'm on Friday morning. So you just... Fresh out the gate. <laughs> Friday morning. Friday morning, you're going to see Stormy. Yes, um, get your coffee, get your life, and let's talk about how to radicalize your situation. <laughs> well, tell us about this radicalizing your situation. So, what's your, that's the title of your talk, uh, and give us a little summary detail. Okay, sure. So, my talk is actually called um, Saturn Uranus Square Radicalizing and Restructuring Our Lives. And we've been hearing about the Saturn Uranus Square for a while now, especially if you're in the astro community, and that's fine. I I think you could look up pretty much any video at this point talking about it, talking about the history, but I wanted to focus in like, what are we doing after? Like, what are we doing now? How are we um, rebuilding and restructuring? What are we looking for? You know, who are the players in the sky and on the stage that we can look to for a little bit of ease to help us do that as well? You know, so I'm going to be getting into what it is, what it's been, and what we get to do with it now. Mm. I, I, those, it sounds very practical. Very practical, which I love uh, because how, I mean, we want to know how we can work with these transits or not. We want to, don't want to be at the whim of, of the sky gods. We're like, how do we work with this? How do we use our free will t- tools or our uh, magical mouths, <laughs> as I was saying earlier, to, to wave yes. our wands to create uh, within whatever, you know, energetic conditions are on the stage at the moment. So that's very exciting. Uh, and it's such a huge transit. I mean, it really yeah. is. Uh, and it deserves as much tension as it's getting for us to fully understand it from all these varying angles. Um, and it is a 2021 thing, but it's going to be 2022 too, even though it Absolutely. won't perfect exactly, but it is just close enough when those slow movers ride. So, you know, <laughs> so close yes. to one another. Yeah. Well, and they're, you know, they're in the outer bodied sphere. Nobody is exempt from this transit. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's hitting the global stage for sure. And we're all in it. So, you know, knowing how to work with that and maybe find some context, I think also gives us a little grace and, and relief 
in um in how we're experiencing it right now. So yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing about collective transits because a lot of times like I'll like to focus on collect the collective or the mundane and you know, like what about the personal? Uh but there is something to be said about the collective uh energies and how that affects our personal. You know, this is kind of like that that the <laughs> You know, I, I just imagine that uh, triangle of champagne glasses where at the very top we have this like this overall collective and it's just going to drip down into all of our lives, uh, the lives of our friends, our family, our coworkers, our businesses, you know, all those things. And so understanding that very top level um, can help then us work with the trickle down effect of how that works on a very intimate, personal, um, you know, dynamic for ourselves. Uh, so we'll talk about, and that's the fun thing about us talking here today is we're actually going to, um, share, uh, some real life experiences. Uh, we're going to share some personal experiences just from, cause I was like, Stormy, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, well, what did you say, Stormy? How did you phrase it? <laughs> I, I don't even remember now something though about like, I was like, oh, I just don't want to talk about anything technical. I want to talk about like being people yeah. at this time and, you know, being astrologers at this time. So having the knowledge of what's going, even the history behind where it's been before, but also having to stand here fully present as a human and experience it. Like, what is that like? That's where I'm at today. I'm like, I need to hear from peoples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it makes it real. It's like, we resonate yes. most when we hear real life, um, you know, circumstances and, uh, and that's when really when astrology comes alive. Cause we say that all the time when we're like consulting people in practice is like people speak their chart. And so what we, uh, and you know, we're, we're all living a universal chart right now. That's the idea of mundane astrology is we're living in a universal chart <laughs> that is, is interacting with our own chart. Uh, but what experiences are happening through that? And I think everybody has a story to share. And within those stories, you're going to see those archetypes just come alive. Um, and so hopefully we'll be able to share some, uh, uh, I want to say fun. Not everything is fun, um, but fun in the, in the sense that you'll see it kind of come together astrologically. But before we get there and get, get personal, um, how about uh, we talk a little bit? Okay, so here's the thing is the summit is free to watch live and 24 hour replays. Uh, but it is a lot to take in. We're talking about so much content. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking about getting that all access pass, which gives you free range to watch the videos whenever you like, or whenever your creativity calls, um, because sometimes we just don't have the attention span. I mean, this happened <laughs> during Mars and Gemini, you might be getting in and out of your seat, uh, you know, and you want to wait till we get to like, you know, Mars and I don't know, Mars and another sign that's going to stick through a little <laughs> longer to, to rewatch things. Uh, but also what's cool about the all access pass is the fact that we get presenter bonuses because everyone has a bonus. Um, so Stormy, what is your bonus that you're sharing? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in mixtape mode this year. That is what I've got going. I am providing people astrological information set to music. Ooh. To, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not like rapping for you. Don't worry. It's not that. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, I just, with all of the information overload that is available, I have definitely fallen in line with the Saturn in Aquarius. And sometimes Saturn says no. And I, I've got a big no going on tons of information. So I wanted to give something that 
was like, you can feel it and you can just be with it while also kind of thinking, oh, okay, this is what, what, what this feels like in this element for me. So I've got a really jamming little digital mixtape for you guys, helping you see and be in the vibration of restructuring. And it'll be based on your, um, your element. That's you know, what's so the primary cool. elemental balance of your chart and, and get in it and see what you, see what you get. How fun is that? I lo- I'm loving everybody's bonuses because they are like running the gamut. Like there are, you're not getting the same thing over and over again by any means. We've got, we've got music. We've got, uh, you know, hypnotism tracks. We've got really finite like uh, tables on how to work with like essential dignities. We have, I'm doing like tarot, uh, spreads and journaling. Like there is so many different things going on (laughs) in the bonus zone. So, you know, grab that all access pass and you're going to want to do that before the summit hits, because the reality is, is once the summit airs, that baby's full price. You don't want to pay full price. I mean, we want you to play full price, but (laughs) Right, but but, also we're offering not full price. Yeah, but we want you to save money too because, hey, you know, we're good people. Um, so that is going to be the case until basically, I think Thursday is. I'm you know, you'll have to double check that, but I'm assuming I should probably. I should probably know these facts, but um, <laughs> I'm assuming that when this airs in the few couple of days that it is uh, running before the summit, we will have those final discount days. So get that all access pass um, because you're going to want to revisit. And really, it's a smoking deal for all, everything that you're getting. Even full price is a smoking deal for everything that you're getting. So, yes. um, yeah, so check that out. But all right, well, let us go into uh, real life experiences of the, uh, you know, I was like, Stormy, what do you want to talk about with it? You want to center it around the Saturn Uranus square? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's good too. She's like, but Venus, Venus is doing some crazy things right now. Venus has got a life of her own right now, just being reanimated by the sun, switching uh, into an evening star phase. Um, There's so much going on there. So is there any particular story or experience or something you want to lead in with uh, that we could kind of, you know, spring off of? Yes. Well, just the whole thing, just everything ever. I feel like (laughs) if Uranus in Taurus, right? The deal is when I look at a kind of the how the stage is set in the cosmic arena right now, yes, we've got all this stuff going on in Aquarian energy and Saturn and Uranus are squaring obviously between Aquarius and, and Taurus energy, right? Mm-hmm. But everybody's like team Aquarius. Saturn and Uranus are cool with Aquarius. So you got Taurus, who's like the odd man out and pretty uncomfortable. So I think that, you know, what occurred to me is I was like, well, wait a minute, what's what's the ruling planet of Taurus getting into? And maybe we need to follow that around for some relief because Taurus can't get out of the bind itself or can't get out of that radicalizing energy, which is also good for Taurus, by the way. Venus is getting little sips of air and water and awakening and change, getting around the Zodiac and being like, Taurus, it's cool. Like I'm coming back soon. It's going to be okay. You know, so I really have been watching the way Venus is getting her relief to bring to this particular transit. And one of the things is that, um, you know, just radicalized 
needing to radicalized wound recovery. Mm. You know, mm. ra- and, and this is the thing I want to be clear, like as a Taurus, um, I don't, I don't always need a physical wound, right? Like when you change the direction of a fixed energy that can feel like a wound in and of itself, because yeah. it's not the nature of fixed energy. Like, it's like, I got, I'm just going to do this until I die. And then maybe <laughs> something else, you know, <laughs> so in those areas of the chart where we've got this lit up Taurus energy, that's kind of the singled out focused and you've got to change energy. It's like, okay, well, Venus is like, Hey, okay, look, we really do got to look at that. So let's, let's look at that. But also it's going to be so good when we do, you're going to be so beautiful when you see that, you know, you're going to be so beautiful when you let that restructuring happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the kind of encouragement that Taurus can really get on board with. So, um, I do have some, you know, stories to share and one of them is so funny. I have, uh, I have teenage people in my house and, and they are, um, my roommates are fire science, all of them. And a piece of this for me is that they are all kind of living their best life and growing and getting older. And they're like, mom, why are you being so different? You've never done stuff like that before. And I'm a, a Taurus. All the rest of my placements basically in my chart are also in Libra. So the, the Venus activation and shift over here is a ton. And it's this place as I am experiencing moving around them that I am just really different. And I can't always explain why, except for some of those things don't make sense for my current life and reality anymore, Mm -hmm. because it's almost like, oh man, I did do that that way for a long time. And that won't work going forward. Right. But in it, I'm getting to physically watch within my family, a little bit of grief where they're like, oh, well, you're not the same. You're changing. <laughs> She's growing up, you know, like <laughs> it's like that reverse. <laughs> the mother, yes. yeah, yes. And so, in some of that, what that has um, brought up that I think Venus has been a helper on is to go back and to look at these areas where I'm like, oh, I forgot my magic there, mm. and I forgot my music. I forgot my art. I forgot my colors. And this is where I feel like Venus is like, we dissociated a little bit, but it's terrible, but also really good. So let's just bring it back. You know, like there's a a helper. There's a friend in Venus to bridge that gap of, of the radicalizing that's kind of happening. So, you know, there have also been some funny moments where the girls are like, okay, mom, look, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, but did you die? And they're like, really? That's the whole speech? I'm like, yeah, you're good. Don't do drugs and play in traffic. You know, like I don't (laughs) have anything else for you where I think before I would have had this like, okay, guys, really like in the world, you want to, you know, we want to make the, you know, like it would have been a whole speech. And today I really am kind of a bit free range because the wisdom is there from Mm -hmm. being a bit unrooted. And so, you know, they are funny fire signs. They're like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Which also goes with just being teenagers. They're like testing you now. They're like, let's see how, you know, because, (laughs) oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And so that has its own like family humor in and of itself. And I think the other thing about it is that they are realizing, and they're also old enough to realize that I'm like a real human being. Like I have done things wrong. I have done things right. 
I have done things that are not, they don't fit the schedule. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. So it's, oh. it's been that. I, I love, there's so many fabulous examples of there. I mean, just from the Taurus and the Venus energy that you're talking about, because I have to say it is so important what you said earlier about, uh, really keeping speed with Venus, um, and what she is doing in the sky, because, you know, there is a lot of team Aquarius with Saturn there, Jupiter there for a little while longer, uh, going in and out of Aquarius and Pisces, um, and, and having that overcoming position too, to the Taurus placement. Um, and even like you said, with Uranus, you know, that is the considered the modern ruler of Aquarius too. So it might, you know, might feel more at home over in that zone. So what, it, what is left of Taurus and just looking <laughs> at what is left. And so when you're talking about the, uh, the uprooting, I've been uprooted. You, you use a lot of key words there. I've been uprooted. I feel, uh, I have a freer, you know, these are very Uranian in terms. Um, and mm-hmm. when you are up, uprooted from something and there, there's more freedom around that for that growth and that evolutionary process, because I think that is really what Uranus is, uh, you know, game for is, and why it can be so jarring at times is because evolving is not always comfortable. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we are growing in some way and we are shaken, um, and we are energized and we are electrified. Um, and we're doing that in a very fixed space. Uh, and like you said, you know, like the Taurus energy or just fixed signs in general, you know, I'll do that until the day I die. And then maybe if there's the time for something else, um, and, and, and you know, that can work and we could stay that track, that train is on track. It's got a destination. Um, but we, what we miss out on is the, the innovation, uh, and the, the evolution, uh, and the willingness, um, to open, Uh, our eyes to something or be awakened to something that could be better, even if we think something that is tried and true already works. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's what we're leaving space for with this transit is that, yeah, that works um, and it could work. Uh, but it, is it the best way to do things? Is it the most, is it the most aligned, uh, to what you, um, you know, what you desire in life, what's your, what's your, your truth, uh, from the heart? Because, uh, you know, that's what Venus says to me is like, where's our heart at? What are we yeah. open to? Where's the love in our life? Where is, uh, that, that sensual, I am an earth being, I am here to connect. Where is that? Um, and to me that gets, you know, that gets shaken up and, and revitalized through all this. And I will say just for, you know, timing's sake, because we love those types of things here on that, on this podcast, um, is that, you know, like you said, Stormy, Venus is heading into home territory here, yeah. uh, before we know it, she gets into Taurus on the 15th of, uh, oh, on the day that the, the summit starts. Yeah. Look at that. So where we are timely talking about this. Um, yes. But then she's going to go on to actually make that conjunction uh, with Uranus on the 22nd, Thursday, the 22nd. So really, uh, you know, the 21st through the, that weekend of the 24th, you know, we have a lot of Venus Uranus energy. Um, and I'm wondering what we're going to what we're going to see in that kind of coming home <laughs> that you were talking about there. Yeah, well, and it's so great because as they come together, as Venus and Uranus come together, it's also Earth Day. Like, how beautiful that. is that? Where it's just like, all right, man, let's um, 
We don't need to rush, but we need to build a new structure here. And it really has to be based out of the journey back to home, back to the heart. You know, and it's so nice because through Aries season, I think even with this square, you know, in place, one of the things we've been challenged to do is just make a start, no matter how small it is, like a mustard seed level of start. And some people, the way that it has come out is just, I'm so frustrated. You know, other people have been like, oh my gosh, I forgot I liked this. And and it's shown its head, I think, for everyone in some small way. And then as Venus comes kind of and gets into that conjunction, it's Earth Day, Taurus season's on, Mercury's back into Taurus. It's like, boom, I have full attention to build this new radicalized structure in my life. Even if all I get down today are the floor plans, you know, like (laughs) that's okay. You know? Yeah. No, mm. I'm just thinking about Venus timing now, because of course, you know, doing, uh, as us astrologers do, we tend to look at the year ahead and kind of like work a lot of things out here. And so I'm just thinking of Venus's movements in, in my mind and really she's just coming out now, um, or not now, uh, in the beginning of May. So we got a little bit of time until we see her in the sky again, cause she's still, you know, she's riding high with that sun, uh, in that com- combo state. Um, so she's got some secrets to unveil here. Uh, you know, and, and part of those secrets might be awakened at the time of the Uranus conjunction in her strength there. But it also makes me think, Stormy, to um, kind of fast forward over to uh, eclipse season that's coming in the end of May um, and early June, because what Venus is going to do is she is going to be in uh, Gemini when she when she makes her, you know, she's like, ah, I'm, I'm like, home, I'm revitalized, <laughs> and now I'm moving to Mercury territory. And yeah. what she's going to do is she's basically going to conjunct Mercury right before Mercury goes retrograde during yeah. eclipse season. And uh, Mercury is going, it's, it's almost like they're going to pass the baton for a retrograde <laughs> session with a square to <laughs> Neptune. So it's like, I feel like we're going to see things that that might have been initiated back in May and June of 2020 come back. And this all is playing into this bigger piece square, you know, it's not like these aren't compartmentalized into one area of life. Like, no, this is, you know, life is organic. It's moving, it's breathing. There's many different facets that all play together uh, in the beauty of synchronicity. And I think that we're going to get a lot of Venus's story uh, probably through Mercury uh, and understanding it in that space, right? When Mercury goes uh, retrograde, which is 30th of May. Yeah. Uh, so around, around that zone. So just FYI, when we're talking about like kind of, kind of tracking, you know, maybe Venus energy a little bit there. Yeah. But I completely agree with you too. I, I feel the same way. I'm like, no, I think we really are going to see hints of, um, even Saturn's first movement into Aquarius into in March of 2020, or it was like, we all kind of had an itchy tag where it was like, Oh, what is that? You know, what, what is that? And yeah. then of course, you have like a pandemic. And that yeah, shuts pandemic, all the social justice uh, energy, you know, uh, uprooting. We're back to that uprooting. You know, there's all a lot of precursors um, and just getting situated with that in, in, your own, in your own life, you know, because I mean, yeah. for me, like friendship um, and being part of community is so much a part of my life, Um, whether it was, you know, being part of the astrological society and being on the board of that, uh, being a musician and uh, going to shows, playing music. um, And, you know, because I, 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 
I have Aquarius <laughs> at the bottom of my chart. So, you know, this is fourth house territory for me um, with Saturn, the ruler over in my 11th on my North node. And so for me, community and um, friendship uh, and I am a bouncer around. I'm like one of those people that knows everyone. Like I, I'm the yeah. connector. Like how did these two people meet while well, they met through Mal? Because that's, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm one with all people. Um, you're honest on the ascendant. Uh, but that is very much my sense of family is, you know, bless my family. I come from a very small family that is very, uh, disconnected and, uh, very superficial in, in many ways. And so I don't really have that sense of family within my own family. Um, but my sense of family is very much with my community, uh, and mm-hmm. people of like mind and this Aquarius energy. Um, so to have that be dismantled in a lot of way and not really connect because that was my family, but it, it also created enough space where the sense of family was just being in the space with people and right. having, um, those, kind of lighthearted bonding moments versus, you know, intense friendships where, because <clears throat> everybody does friendship differently, right? You know, there's, there's many different ways that people form friendships. Some people are in little clicky groups where it's like three to five people that have known each other forever. And that this is it. Then there's other people that are more social butterflies and they're like, you know, they know tons of people, but maybe there's not as much depth there, um, with, and so depending, and I think if you're more the social butterfly on the end of things and find that this was actually kind of a hard time because it's like, Oh, well, where do I, and that was my own experience. Um, because I was like, wow, I know everyone and no one at the same time. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and like Uranus, the planet of, you know, electricity and, and shocking. And we know that just in general, in Aquarian energy, they typically have to be reminded to actually drop back into the body. And so we're going to send an electrical shock to an earth sign that is all about the body. So literally being in the space with other people's heartbeats has changed. And that, that has changed each of us. Like we've got an electric shock to our bodies, you know, and that's going to take some restructuring and re-understanding for sure. And certainly reintegrating. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it's so funny. Like just as things were opening up here a little bit in Colorado, I went to the, um, to the bank or something like that, some common place that I had to, you know, actually go in so they could see me and make sure I wasn't going to like fake being me. And I was exhausted. I was people, other bodies exhausted when I came home and I was like, wow, I like people, but I also need a nap now. Now, Yeah. Well, that's a great point, Stormy, because we are feeding off of the energy of what's around us at all times. And when we're in a group of many people, um, and I found this over time, the more that I kind of hermited down and spent some time to myself, the more when I'd get into a bigger crowd, uh, and this was even before the pandemic, because I had kind of hermit moments before I got there. And now I'm like extra hermit. I am in a balsamic <laughs> progress phase, just saying, um, you know, I, it was really a lot to take in because people's energy is real, you know, it, it infiltrates you. And I think what, th- what we've learned from this pandemic space and we're getting used to, um, and, you know, cause Taurus also likes that stillness, that peace, that quiet, <laughs> that like, you know, that serenity is how do we navigate, uh, this space we just got used to because yeah. the, the world is really crowded. Um, it, it is, uh, in, in many ways, I have my own thoughts on that, but, um, that's for another podcast, but, uh, it's interesting to think about how we 
where we go from here because uh, due to that, because, you know, someone walks by me and they're like, you know, three feet away. I'm like, back, back it up. And I don't <laughs> even know if it's because I don't want the, the, the COVID or if it's because you're just too close to me because I've gotten used to people not being, cl- you know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then Venus is going to take this retrograde at the end of the year in another in the body sign where yeah. really uh, we, we are just really, I think, reevaluating <laughs> what our values are, first of all, you know, Taurus energy, but what are the values of material things? What are the values of body, body to connection for us? I think that we really get called to task, um, I really actually feel like the eclipse in, in May calls us to, to some task mm-hmm. about you know, what are, what are our truths that are governing, governing us right now. And all of that, we get to that Venus retrograde at the end of the year. And it's all, like you said, it, it plays into this big picture of the square that had to kind of light a, light a little fire under our high knees and get us out of where we've been for a long time and really reevaluate and concentrate on what each of those planets is trying to bring our attention to, you know? So it's a Mm. bit of a ride right now. Well, it is. And that brings up such a great point when we think about earth signs and and just being embodied uh, and Venus being that social element because, uh, you know, we brought up Saturn moving into Aquarius and us getting much more situated with Aquarius energy and Saturn being there um, and the social dynamic that goes along with it. And we know that social interaction has definitely changed to more digital based, more Zoom based, more uh, at a distance. Um, And so Venus is like, wait, hold on. I want to, uh, you know, I want to hear your heartbeat. I want to give you a hug. I want to, you know, feel uh, what it feels like to have those, you know, the, that aura connection when, you know, when you're in the same space um, and can touch someone's arm because you understand what they're saying. uh, And you want to show that sense of connectedness through physical touch. Um, And so it's interesting because, um, yeah, I, uh, I actually that, that's opening up a whole lot of things in my own life because I'm at, you know, I'm going through my own relationship changes because I'm been in relationships for a, about a year now and my partner is about to move and going to be in a long distance situation. And so mm-hmm. thinking about that too, and the need, um, to touch and not having the person that you want to touch being readily available. Uh, so for me, I'm like, that hits home a lot for like, sure. just, you know, kind of understanding, um, <clears throat> that dynamic. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, not crying. It's just, just, like, it's <laughs> just clearing my throat. That's another, you know, Taurus clearing the throat. Um, but, but why this is so important. I love that you brought up, uh, the fact that she is going to go retrograde in, uh, on Pluto, by the way, uh, at the end around Christmas of 2021, um, this is important that we bring this up right now because we are yeah. inching, uh, you know, we're, ta- this is going to air the day after the Aries new moon, which has the signature of Venus square Pluto in it. Um, and so, I mean, Stormy, do you have any, uh, thoughts on, uh, or saying things you've already noticed in your, your own life with Venus squaring Pluto coming up here yeah. and kind of precursors. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, the thing I, I don't, I mean, I really embrace squares first of all, but I can tell you that I think that particular aspect and especially right there after that moon is one, like the intensity 
the intensity of those two particular energies because I don't I think sometimes people like do not give Venus her cred for being as fierce as she is. You know, I think that that love and sensuality are some of the most fierce forces that we have on this planet because when you're in it, it is there is a magic that's not available when when you're doing anything else. It's all and consuming, you know. It's all consuming and it it is a beyond just the level of consciousness experience, yeah. I think, to to be in that. And so as um and Venus in Aries is she's kind of she's kind of badass. Over there, <laughs> right? Because it's like, you know, this idea that Venus is like Xena, the warrior princess over there. Yeah, well, maybe. But Venus, Aries is also a sacred gardener. Like it is important to have something beautiful grow under the energy of Aries, get it into the ground so that we can get something here. So as those two come into square over in Capricorn, right? You know, Pluto's in Capricorn, just spinning, living his best life. And they square against each other. I think the intensity and the drive to get that thing planted firmly into solid foundation is available to us. They are under an Aries new moon, which is just, I feel like spectacular, by the way. Um, you know, I mean, Jupiter's kissing everybody. I really like that. Yes. Um, so I feel <laughs> like it is like the best two day event <laughs> in the beginning of like spring here, where it is like planet. Get that planted down there. Use the intensity of what rages you right now, what hurts, what makes you afraid, what makes you excited. Have a full experience in that couple of days and get it down there in the ground because truly as we get to the end of the year, we are in that um, Venus retrograde in Capricorn going to relook at the question Venus I think will ask us is, does this help me achieve love? Does this help me achieve value? right? Because Capricorn wants to achieve, it's very important. Um, <laughs> and having Pluto tear these things down that do not answer yes to that question. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we, and so look, man, did I, if, if something's weird in the garden, you'll find that out. All the planets, outer planets are going to retrograde. You'll get a chance to re-weed the garden, but God, use that Aries new moon to get that planet and that Venus Pluto square. It's a drive if we use it that way. Yeah. Or it can be intense and you can just have the breakdown that was needed. Sometimes you got to have a breakdown before you have a breakthrough, <laughs> you know, sometimes, <laughs> so, you know, well, I just feel like whatever the intensity of what needs to happen for you under Venus, Pluto, um, you're going to get it. But ultimately needing and desiring and wanting love and wanting affection and wanting beauty in our lives. Venus, I think gets pretty badass and will push for that at that Venus Pluto square personally. Yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of Venus and Aries is that she is pushy. You know, she's going to, she's looking over to, uh, you know, Mars and Gemini, who's a bit of a rogue warrior because it's a peregrine planet that is not like, you know, like... <laughs> It's kind of a wild card right now. So anything can come up, any conversations, you know, if you feel impassioned in, in and emboldened to, um, uh, you know, make a, make a stance or bring any kind of the, like impurity or anything that's out of integrity to light, this is when it's going to happen. Because like you said, Jupiter's kissing everyone. And when Jupiter kisses everyone, that means we are moving forward. Uh, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, I, I totally agree with you with this new moon energy. And, you know, of course this comes out the day after the new moon, but the, this is a whole cycle. Like we are building within, this is like, actually, when you hear this podcast, it'll be the prime time to really start to put these energies into place because this is, this is spring. You know, I'm, of course I'm talking in the uh, Northern hemisphere here, but I mean, it's spring and energy speaking. Um, and no matter where you are. And so, yeah, get it in the ground. You know, you can prune it, you can pull it back, you can uh, take out the pests later, but if it's not in the ground, you aren't growing shit. So, you know, (laughs) so you got to try, you got to take the risk. You got to like put yourself uh, out there and in your heart um, in many ways. And that might be the uncomfortable place because the heart is a vulnerable uh, you know, it's a vulnerable organ and for people that are really sensitive, um, and live in the heart a lot, uh, you know, like there's, there's some people that are driven by the heart and they'll do what, you know, whatever it takes to live in the heart. And there's other people that live in the heart, but it's harder because there's so much vulnerability that's involved. I guess I'm speaking as the water sign here, (laughs) Um, you know, uh, but when we take risks, uh, when we are starting new things that are built in a heart's desire, there's trust that comes along with that. Um, and trust is needed from a lot of folks right now, as we are in a, some very uncertain, uh, times that just have dreams that just have passions that just have it like sparks and that's all we have. Um, and that's where we have to kind of trust, uh, in my mind, um, and know that when we do make significant choices in life, it does lead to big changes and things change, things shift, things transform. Um, and that can be uncomfortable, but there's just so much newness, um, that is in the air, I think. Um, yeah, that's my, that my ramble on that. <laughs> I agree. I am here with you supporting all of that. I hold your hair. Yes. <laughs> Hold my hair, Stormy. Uh, one other story I wanted to share real quick too, um, just to get your thoughts on it, because this is very Saturn, Uranus as well with the Aquarius and um, Taurus energy is that I have dealt with, I just dealt with this a couple days ago, um, but I've dealt with it, you know, uh, when this square was starting to form and just after the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction is uh, dealing with um, fraudulent uh money situations with, uh, with like two of my accounts have been compromised and people, mm-hmm. you know, like here we have the tech of Aquarius. We have the, the money, you know, the institutions of Taurus. Um, and so I was like, Oh, you know, I'm having this problem. I caught it. I, you know, there's the security of the banks. They, they back you up, but then I just kind of put it out there on Instagram in a story. And I had people coming back to me with like, Oh yes, this has happened to me. This has happened to me. I had a friend that had like, they had forged all these checks. She, they took every cent she had and she had to move back home to where she came to New York to where she came from (laughs) because she, yeah, she was, uh, caught in, in this fraud. Um, and there's, you know, you see that with the texts. I don't know about your phone. My phone is blowing up with just bad texts coming in, you know, scams. And do you have any thoughts on, uh, or have you experienced anything about yourself? Yeah. Well, my phone is definitely going crazy. And I mean, my 14 year old keeps getting calls about her auto warranty. So, you know, I mean, like it's really <laughs> real out there, but I do think, um, you know, the perspective I really held on this is that Saturn in Aquarius in general right? Because my experiences as a planet ingresses into a new sign, it really quickly, especially Saturn, 
shows us what's not working. Like, hey, this is not tight. Mm-mm, this is not working, right? Like, and Saturn just pulled no bones. <laughs> it's like, by the way, your internet security sucks. So, you know, we get a chance and we have, we got a little peak of that in March, 2020, right? And then we got permission to actually really get our eyes, I think, on that and start to implement these small changes um, in December. And now as Saturn is on the forward track and going through Aquarius, I think he is really showing us the places like, yeah, this is great. That's solid, good. But also here's what's not quite tidy. We're going to need to take that to the next level. And cybersecurity, I think, is a huge piece of that. And so as Saturn, you know, gets into this retrograde, then I think we can see maybe slightly less warranty phone calls. Maybe you get to keep a little bit more money. That would be a treat. Um, And so (laughs) on. But I do think by the time Saturn needs this, and of course, so many other things um, involved, so many other aspects involved, of course, Uranus and Taurus will affect this as well. But I do think that by the time Saturn needs Aquarius, we the internet security world will be way different than it is now. The banking security world will be so different than it is now. I mean, we just have not been in a position where we needed to crack down or, or grow up. In, in these ways just yet. And now it's full force. And, you know, Saturn's a big fan of grow up. Grow up. Do the, and this, that's great. Uh, you know, because it's, it really just goes back to what we were talking about in, more in the beginning of our discussion about, yeah, something is fixed. Something has always been this way. It's worked to some extent, but now it doesn't work anymore because, uh, you know, technology, uh, there, people know how to, you know, it's just not secure. People know how to finagle it. Uh, they're more wise to code. They're more wise to the cracks in the system. Um, and so we just can't keep going at that speed and at, within that framework any longer. And it has to be rebuilt. And, you know, that's what's, it, it's all these things. And so I think you're absolutely right about this first, um, I mean, we got a taste in 2020 with a little bit of the Aquarius and then Saturn retrograding back. But I think you're absolutely right about Saturn retrograding, uh, you know, closer to the end of May when we get to these once again, the eclipse season, basically Saturn goes retrograde right before we hit eclipse season. And it's like, yeah. ha ha, I am strong. And I'm introducing so much for you to take in during this eclipse portal. So <laughs> get ready. Um, but I think yeah. you're absolutely right that we're probably going to, and it could escalate even more to that point where it's like, no, something really needs to be done because we can be like, oh, this is a problem. Um, you know, we'll just hide our eyes to it for a bit, and, you know, but when it, something's going to happen where it's really going to be a problem and something has to be done done. Um, and you know, it's these, it's the accounts it's, you know, all these examples that we're talking about here. It's even down to like my next door. If I don't know if anybody's on that or if you have it in your area, but like next door is kind of like the Facebook for neighborhoods. Um, and people get on there and they're, it's usually people complaining about other, you know, (laughs) but so I mean, every week there's someone like, my Prius catalytic converter was stolen last night. Um, and you know, and this thing is like $8,000. And so basically a lot of these people, like my, one of my besties, uh, up in LA, it happened to her and she, it literally was not worth it to save her car at that point. It like totaled Mm -hmm. her car to get this piece of, you know, so here's this piece of physical machinery that costs way too much is too, uh, accessible to people just to roll up under someone's car and take it. It's got a resale value. You know, it's all these things. And so Mm -hmm. it's interesting to think about kind of the cleverness of Aquarius. Um, uh, you know, cause Aquarius is a very clever, 
very ingenious mm-hmm. sign. Uh, and here we are pairing it with a uh, product um, and, and physical things like catalytic converters or, you know, our, our credit cards or et cetera, um, and how to navigate that. And so maybe, maybe Prius is going to redo their cars to where you can't get to that catalytic converter any longer, right. unless you take about part many different things, or maybe they'll make it cheaper where it's not worth like $5 million. Uh, cause I know that's an issue for people <laughs> too. Absolutely. So all these yeah, things, I mean, it's wild. It's like, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the humans. Like, man, we sure do figure out how to adapt, but not until we like have to, you know, yeah. like no rush, but once we have to, we have to, and I got to tell you, like, I know we're running out of time, but it's in 2020, my favorite example of Saturn and Aquarius and like how it really goes down was Zoom, the company Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Zoom forever. First of all, they built their platform thinking, okay, you know, maybe, maybe 500,000 people use this. Maybe. Okay, cool. And then we get a pandemic. And boom, Saturn comes in and people are like, "Uh uh-uh, I was in my church meeting and then there was porn. You know, like they start figuring out. Saturn was like, Zoom, here is what is not working. This is not secure. And they kept saying for so many years before that, Zoom is the most secure platform. We've got all of this in the background. And the thing is, they weren't lying. They thought they had their tacos all in a row, like their whole (laughs) life together. And the situation was until a circumstance presented itself, they didn't realize how out of whack and insecure it was, right? And so, but, but we get through that Saturn retrograde and you came back and I mean, I can't get into my Zoom now, you know? (laughs) And they were like, oh, well, we'll fix that. And that I think is the example, right? Like it was one company that immediately became responsible for millions of people overnight. And Saturn was like, guess what? You know, let's take a look at that. Yeah. (laughs) And now today though, Zoom is Saturning, right? Like they're thriving. Today, they've been able to put out content to show other developers what to do on the back end because they went through it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do the, you know, that's beauty with Saturn. So you do the work, you know, you, you run up against the wall, Saturn always going to have you hit a wall. But you make that effort to do the work, go up around it, you know, tighten the ship, and then you're going to see yeah. the rewards in the end because it's, you know, with Saturn, it's about perseverance uh, and sticking with it um, and, you know, like working out the kinks. And so, uh, you know, kudos to Zoom as we talk on Zoom right now to do this <laughs> interview. Uh, we heart you, yeah. Zoom. Thank you for helping me uh, on so many levels. You're wonderful. Um, yeah. So I think that that's a great example, Stormy. Um, and I'm sure we're going to have many examples Examples as the year goes on, and maybe we'll get to share those again with one another. Maybe you know, uh, write them down, collect it. We'll do we'll do part two <laughs> on uh, Saturn, maybe maybe in the summer. Um, but all right, well, so that's some you know that's some personal experience, some some real life uh, examples. So hopefully you enjoyed listening to us talk about uh, just some of the current sky, the upcoming sky, the past sky, because this is the fun of astrology. Um, but that being said, Stormy, where can people find you? Remind people where you're at uh, and ha- how to get over to your space. 
Yeah, absolutely. You can come see me at my website, stormygrace.com. You can also check out the syllabus for the Academy over there. And I am alive and well on YouTube. And you can just put in Stormy Grace over there on Twitter, Instagram, probably a Tumblr lawyer that I don't pay attention to. It's stormygrace08. But if you reach out, I will do my very best to be in contact with you and support you on on your journey because we're traveling under this big sky together. That's right. That's right. And so if you didn't catch that, you know, I always do a podcast uh, blog post for each uh, episode that we do. So you can find me over at energeticprinciples.com where I'll have all of Stormy's information, including that fabulous YouTube that is going to get you over to the Academy uh, that already has content up. And uh, I'll be there on May 31st uh, live at, I think it was 10 a.m. Check back. You'll hear more on that. Um, but yeah, energeticprinciples.com. Same with the old social medias at Energetic Principles. And once again, if you haven't signed up for the summit, uh, do so it is free to watch. Um, once again, you can sign up to the link in this podcast over on my social media, uh, Linktree. I believe Stormy, you have it over on your uh Link tree stuff too. I don't know if you use link tree, but you know, yeah. To the to the link tree, the the tree of links has all the links that you need uh, (laughs) to get there. So definitely come and sign up because it starts this Thursday on the fifteenth, and you're going to want to be there. Uh, That being said, what else can you do to help this broadcast? Well, you can leave a a review wherever you listen to it. Hopefully, a nice one um, because it helps the uh, you know the good old algorithm say, oh, this is a valid podcast to listen to. You want to hear about these astrological insights? So leave a review or share with a friend because you know uh the best advertising in life is not the one you pay for it's the it's the gift you give with your mouth (laughs) so share it spread the good word um and uh you know get it out there um what else do i need to say i think that's it stormy always a pleasure always a pleasure chatting with you i hope you come visit me again Yes, I will absolutely be back. I know we always have jamming time when we're together and then somewhere in there, my arms get flailing and it's like, okay, we're getting close to wrap up. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. It's it's hard. You know, this is what happens when you enjoy talking to someone. It's effortless. True. It's beautiful. And as Stormy would say, it's graceful. <laughs> yes. So much grace. Thank you. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in to hear us talk about... Uh, all the things we talked about, so many things, so many fun things. Uh, And as always, may the stars be with you. Mm